What's the deal, people? It's your boy, the one and only, your host that do the most, Mr. Vira himself, aka the villain. Because they hate me for my opinion. Welcome back to another episode of the Viral Way Podcast. Make sure you share, like, subscribe to the channel. As always, I got my bro with me. Yeah, we're here to lead the way. You already know. Come here for the for the facts, no cap. That part, that part. We got we got the one and only in the building, Mr. Cali the one. What's the deal, my boy? Yes, sir. Cali the one, not the two. You feel me? Uh, I'm ready to go, man. Let's get it. Man, we revved up, fresh off this Thanksgiving Day turkey. You know, how y'all feeling, man? Y'all had any leftovers? Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm cool off them now, though. I do like one day and I'm like, man, I'm I'm done. Yeah, you know, um, growing up, we used to eat that nigga the next eat. week. Nigga. <laughs> don't even <laughs> ask for the, don't even ask for nothing else to eat, nigga. This is it's, it's food in there, nigga. <laughs> Eating to that last piece of don't even ask for nothing for the next week. Think you warming these up now? I, I'm one and done. Maybe, maybe might have another one. Yeah, the next I can day. still eat some macaroni. Yeah, oh no, I just came off a little 48 hour fast. Hey, to the to the people out there, 48 hour fast is magic. Do not do it before a major holiday though. That was the worst thing I ever did. I'm gonna just say that. Just save yourself the trouble and a lot of toilet runs, man. <laughs> you feel me? Do that long before the holidays. But yeah, what we got going on in the news today? Oh, big news, big news. Mr. Derek Chauvin, the former Minneapolis police officer who was convicted in the 2020 murder charge, murder, excuse me, of George Floyd was stabbed in federal prison Friday in Arizona. And if y'all don't know who that is. <laughs> Round of applause. <laughs> yeah, man. That's, that's the man that killed. Round of applause. Was, George, was it George, George Floyd? Floyd? George yeah. Floyd. George Floyd. Okay, so Derek Chauvin is the officer who actually had his knee on Floyd's neck. Now, they've been coming back trying to get him in appeal, saying that, you know, his knee wasn't the cause of death. You know, they're trying to say Floyd overdosed. He was already flatlined before his knee went on his neck, which if you looked at the footage, you know that's nonsense. But how y'all feel about this? I'm an eye for an eye type of nigga, man. So... I feel like what we'll goes around, they what they say, you reap what you sow. What we'll go around gonna come right back, man. And uh, I don't wish death on nobody, but it is what it is when shit when shit come your way. Especially if you out here doing dirt, especially the innocent people. On top of that, you know what I mean. You can play the game with the people you play the game with, but shout out to the people in the pen, man. Y'all, 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 y'all <laughs> did y'all stuff. Yeah, I do diligence. That's a fact. <laughs> I think that's a fact. If you if you out there doing shit like that and you moving like a predator. You know, you got up in there and now you to pray. So it's like, that's what it really comes down to. You opened yourself up, you know, put that out in the universe, uh, took that young man's life. And so, I mean, like you said, I'm an eye for an eye type of nigga. So I think it's only right, you know, and hey man, if you, if you survive, you better keep your head on a swivel. Right. I mean, for me, this should be prime example of what should happen anytime any excess police brutality goes on. Your job is to enforce the law, and I know you got to protect your life when it comes down to it, but tape after tape, video after video, we see these, these cops over-exercising their rights and killing unarmed people. This is what should happen. Eye for an eye, like he said. I'm not even eye for eye. I want two eyes for one. You know what I'm saying? That'll, that'll calm all that down. This is why they're trying to take away people's Second Amendment rights, because if more cops start getting done how they doing people, they'll think twice before they do people like that. How you put your knee on somebody's neck for 10 minutes and got the nerve to say, oh, this wasn't what killed him. The man sitting there saying, I can't breathe for 10 minutes. You talking about he overdosed, he od But look how look how quick you said, like you said, they, they trying to hear up and get him out. They can't survive the reality that many of us as black men go through every day. You know what I mean? Come, come in them stomping grounds and they, they ready to release niggas. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fast. So it's like, that's, that's crazy. No, that, but, that's a fact. That, that's a super fact. It's like, they quick to throw us in there for 100 years. Like you said, hey, how, how long you been in there? Two years, three years? 
They already, man, we got to hurry up and get him out. We finna yeah. make up any. We going against video evidence to get him out. So <laughs> shout out whoever, you know what I'm saying, put that work in because this was the demonstration that needed to happen. They needed to know it's consequences behind doing what you're doing. Even though you a cop, you ain't above the law. Even though we like to act like they is or they like to act like they are, but you ain't above the law. You ain't above prosecution, you know what I'm saying? Persecution, whatever word you want to use. This need to happen more often. You yeah, but me? take away their team, take away they, they, all their buddies yeah. and take away their guns and, and then, you, then you see what they really stand on. Yeah, that... that uh, He probably was getting his ass beat before he got poked <laughs> up, really. You know what I mean? He had to be he yeah. had to be in PC too. So so that was somebody in PC probably banged him out. It's crazy. <laughs> Cause they already all bad over there. So for you to get banged up in PC, you know it's all bad. But yeah, moving on, man. What else is going on in society? Oh yeah, this is gonna be a big one. This might be a little controversial. Let mm -hmm. me watch how I'm wording this. So I don't know if y'all know, but I what state was it? I wanna say it was New York, New York. maybe. I guess uh, a lot of women have been coming out making these claims against prominent people in the industry. I mean, all the way from the mayor to, to Diddy, to Jamie Foxx, to uh, who else was on that list? Shit, it was a, it was a, it was it a was couple a sports, people. It was a dude from Sports Center. Oh, uh, uh, Marcellus Wiley. It, it was a whole list of people. I'm going to get the exact list, but Jamie basically, Fox, Jamie, yeah, they, they, they came out saying that these men sexually assaulted them, allegedly. 30 some years ago. And then I, I wound up seeing an article saying that, I guess they had some clause in New York that that was finna end mm -hmm. towards the end of the month. So if you had any claims from whatever timestamp it was, you had to come forward. Now well, all of a sudden- Statue of limitations then? Nah, man, it, it was, I gotta look it up. It was yeah. some, some type of clause or some type of, I don't know if it was the law they had, but it's about to change. They came out by the woodworks. Like, I mean, they just, the floodgates opened once the Diddy and Cassie shit happened. Yeah. And, and all the women basically seen, oh shit, she got paid. It seemed like they all trying to get paid. Now, I'm going to say this. I'm not victim blaming. I'm not victim shaming. If you've been sexually assaulted, whoever did that assault, they need to get charged by the fuck getting charged. Niggas need to get put in the ground. That's how I feel about rapists. You need to be put in the ground. But hey, do your due diligence. Go through the court system, however you got to do it. I don't have no respect for no rapists. But on the same token, ain't no way you finna tell me you been holding this in for 30 years. 30 years? Mm -hmm. That's a little crazy to me. Trying to get that bag. Yeah. Come on. like How y'all feel about that? To come and say, yeah, he touched me 30 years ago is crazy. There got to be some type of statute of limitations to that. Like 30, that, That's I mean, crazy to me. It, it, it. 30 years is crazy. It's insane, actually, to act like something was affecting you that long and then barely coming out and saying something. And I don't believe too much in coincidences that all this shit, like you just said, is coming out at the same time. So it's like, it's a, it's, it's a bigger, it's something bigger going on behind the scenes that we maybe don't know. You know what I mean? And this is the best way they get people is in the media, destroying these niggas' characters and then come to find out a lot of these dudes didn't even be doing half the shit that they said. I don't put nothing past nobody, but like you said, 30 years now, all of a sudden, what made you wait that long? Yeah, I think that's a fact. I think, and like you said, and I'll reiterate that, you know, if anybody has been sexually assaulted, sexually abused, you know, the 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 person who committed that crime needs to go on the ground, right? That's a that's a obvious, you know, thing. But I think right now it's a witch hunt on prominent men. Um, we're at a point right now where people can just say anything. And again, there's no evidence to substantiate any of these claims because it was 30 years ago or however long ago. No text messages, no DNA, no nothing. So we going off of he said, she said. And y'all are prosecuting people off of he said, she said. You know what I mean? And it's actually fucking it up for people who are actually getting sexually assaulted. So you have these, you know, celebrity figures that are getting prosecuted for this. But what about the everyday average woman? Now you have the court system maybe looking at her like, oh, this is a lot. Because we've had too many of these iffy type cases come through. You get what I'm saying? So now it's almost getting rid of the credibility for the, for the everyday person. Um, we're in a society where you say anything about women right now. You, you're misogynistic. You hate women. Um, and the list goes on and on and on. So I think just to even us saying this right now, we're going to catch some flack, right? Because you can't stand up for men right now and bring up the fact that this could be a lie. 
You know, like you said, 30 years later, and then you're trying to you settle it in civil court. Because that's what these are. These are, are going to be settled in a civil court. No criminal charges. So I'm not getting, I'm not going to jail for this, but my reputation is going to be destroyed forever. And now I got to pay somebody $2.5 million. So at the end of the day, how long do you expect men to go along with this shit and not speak out against it? On top, on top of that, though, it's like with these women that's settling for the money. If 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 y'all really felt some type of way about this, some person doing something to y'all, y'all really wanted some justice, like y'all quote unquote with jail, y'all would still go through the process without just accepting the money and closing it out. So I still think that's a bigger point. Well, the money gonna justify me getting raped or whatever, so I'm cool. Like, yeah, thank you. And then they move on with their shit. So. Raped, raped. I don't think we can even say the R word on YouTube no more. Hey, uh, just so you know, it's the yeah. it's the Adult Survivors Act. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, well, forgive and me for it's that. It's a one-year window. Act. Hey, one read that out. What, what's that? Uh, it's Adult Survivors. Here, I'll put it on the screen here. Yeah, put that on the screen. Uh, oh, that's one. There it is. All right. There we go. Adult Survivors Act. So it's a one-year window uh, for adults to file lawsuits against alleged abusers regardless of the statute of limitations. And it's about to expire. I yeah, it's about to Thursday. expire. Mm -hmm. So now you got women coming out the woodwork seeing, oh, damn, Cassie just got the bag. Yep. Let me go try to get the bag. And it, it's 30 years is ridiculous. I'm sorry. I mean, you could call me misogynistic. You can call me whatever you want. There's no way if you felt violated, it'd take for 30 years. And coincidentally, when this is finna run out, like he said, you run a civil court, you ain't even trying to get no justice. You're trying to get a payday. Not only that, this is what really needs to change because this is what's going to separate the ones that's just just uh, crying wolf to the ones that this is really happening to. When these women put these charges on men, the ones that's lying, they need to start going to jail. It's a fact. I don't wish jail on nobody, but they actually start going to jail or they need to start, however much you suing this person for, okay, that need to be flipped on you. Now you owe this person that. You know what I'm saying? Because there's no, there's no ramifications to making false claims. I could just say whatever, say he did whatever, now he's smutted out for life because whether I'm innocent or not, that is going to be stuck to my name forever. Not only that, going through a lot of these court proceedings, sometimes just to clear your name will cost more than what they're trying to sue you for. So a lot of these guys will be like, you know, just to get my name out the media and get this over with, I'm going to just pay her. Yeah, He's going to settle out of court because it's easier that way. A lot of your attorneys will tell you that. So I'm, I'm losing all the way around the board. Yeah. Women, they it's no risk for them. It's all reward. Like, okay, you're innocent. Oh, cool. She go back to her life. You go back to your life. But now you smut it out. Because some people going to still say, nah, he did that shit. Yeah. I don't give a fuck what she got to lie for. You know you know how the sisterhood is. If you're a woman, you say anything about a man, it's true. It's a fact. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. The, the, um, the, accuser, the accuser is always a louder than the acquittal. So what you get accused for is always going to stick more than if you got acquitted for it. So somebody comes out and says, you're, you know guilty of X, Y, and Z, but then it gets proven in court that you aren't, that's not going to be heard. That's not going to be as loud as what you were accused for. So like I said, that's going to stick with you forever. And, and again, th there's no ramifications for women doing these things. You've had football players, basketball players that have been, you know what I mean, wrongfully uh, charged for things and then they've been innocent. But at that point, do they get back in the league? No. And they might even maybe have a chance, but the mental strain that that puts on somebody, the paranoia, et cetera, it, it ruins them. You had even a, the, the other girl, what's her name? Travis Rudolph, girlfriend. She had niggas shooting at each other. And her her defense was, well, I say a lot of things. I, I'm just emotional. And she didn't get no time, no slack, no nothing. Nobody nobody cared. It's just, okay, she's, she's a woman. She was emotional. She lied. Move on. You know, but you, 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 it's your fault, the reason why people's lives were taken. The same thing with shit like this. It's women's fault that are lying. I want to make sure I say that. If they're lying, that... These men are going to face, you know what I mean, ridicule from the public, which damn near is worse than anything right now, because that is the court of law at this point. So it's like, you you fucked. Nah, that, that's, a, that's a super fact. So I want to start, I don't know how we can get this going, but there needs to be some type of legislation put in there like, hey, we're going to take these claims serious, but if it come back that you was lying and just trying to get a quick jackpot, the ramifications for that is going to be severe. Because women need to understand, you can't keep doing this. How many NFL careers we've seen ruined? How many music careers we've seen ruined? How many uh, NBA careers we've seen ruined? Because women lied on this star athlete 
because he broke up with her and she thought she hit the jackpot. So now to get back at him, oh, he touched me. Now he go to prison five years, get out, come find out he didn't do it. Career over, life over. No, Done. You know what I'm saying? All over a lie. And she just get to live her life? Come on, man. We got to put an end to that. I think it's got to be careful these women that they choosing to deal with also. Don't even, not saying y'all putting yourself in that situation. Just be careful how you handling them females because we know they get tricky. And not only that, the same way women want us to, you know what I mean, not turn the other cheek when we see our homeboy, you know what I mean, doing something that's out of line. Y'all need to do the same thing. Call these women out as a woman because that's also going to spark a change. It's, we need women to bring these women to the forefront and say, hey, we don't, we don't rock with these. We don't rock with these females. That's what we need. So the same way y'all want us to call out and ridicule, you know, the men in our community that is doing wrong and wreaking havoc on women, we need the women to do the same thing to the women that are wreaking havoc on men. Nah, that's no cap. That's no cap. Look, moving along, let me ask y'all this. We won't talk about music too much on here, but I, I kind of want to get in the music bag. How y'all feel about the rap industry in general? I think the biggest news besides the Drake album between him and Joe Budden going back and forth was the Andre 3000 album, which wasn't even a rap album. But I feel like rap is at a standstill. It's like it's stagnant, it's nothing fresh, it's nothing new. It's like rap is on the decline. What is it gonna take to get rap back to where it was? Because besides looking at the OGs of the game to keep holding it down, there's no newcomers holding it down. I mean, we got J. Cole, he's the feature assassin right now. They could, he's killing every feature he get on. They're trying to compare it to the 07 Wayne run, but I don't think it, I don't think it's having that effect. Nah, no. I don't think it's having that effect. Wayne was too dropping mixtape after mixtape. Even with J. Cole, J. Cole been an assassin on the mic. People just been sleep on him. That's all that's been. Cause I don't really know too many features that he been on where he didn't kill a song. So shout out to J. Cole. He's been doing this thing for a minute now. People just finally catching up. But the rap game is just, I'm going back to say the same shit. It's the originality of it. Is, is, is we got a lot of clones. A lot of people trying to sound like the next nigga, sound like what's hot or what's not. So it's like, if people get to their own shit, tell their own stories and their own lives and put their own passion into their music, I think music will be where it's supposed to be. That's the only difference. We got West Coast people sound like East Coast. We got East Coast people sound like down South. You know what I mean? It's, it's, no, it's no forefront to the, to the source of what you come from. When I hear about, like you say, J. Cole, I want to hear J. Cole when he went to school in North Carolina or some wherever he's from, and people on the West Coast want to know what's going on out here. That's like a blueprint to know if I've never been to New York, I can get an understanding, put the headphones on, and visualize how it might be in New York. That's a fact. I think right now the rap game lacks professionalism, and it, it lacks um, a passion that, you know, I feel like back in the day it had. Professionalism-wise is like, I think artists today are media trained, but to do the wrong thing, right? They're, they're trained now to have a viral moments, to be more of a personality, to do whatever it takes to get the attention. Um, I think back then it wasn't all the way there yet. You know, when it comes to the passion, you got to be passionate enough to want to speak your truth without being like, well, damn, am I going to sell, you know what I mean? This many records put up next to this person if I don't show a little ass or, you know what I mean, rap about something that might degrade me as a person or my people. So I think that's what we're missing is the professionalism and the passion. Um, and now everybody really just wants to be a personality. Niggas don't really want to rap no more. They want to make one hot song. They make the hot song due to something that they say in a song being viral, right? And then once they get the eyes on them, you feel me? Now they on fucking love and hip hop or More they got a, the yeah, they streaming or they doing something different now. And I also think the way that we can fix that is these, these um, record labels, they got to start cutting better checks, making better deals because otherwise niggas are going to go other places because they can't make that money that they need off rap. You know what I mean? I feel like that's been a sentiment in the game where you got to go touring and now you got to have brand deals, et cetera, to you know what I mean, compensate for where your record deal is lacking. So we need just overall help on the artist side, but we also need help on the label side where they start to pay these people out more. Rap rap is too controlled too. Like it's too many rappers that's being controlled by these labels, even though they've been controlled, but even not being able to, they destroying these niggas mental to an extent. They've got them being on, on the clownery and doing certain things to where it's like, 
you got to be a fool to even be a rapper to this point. Or if you're not being destructive in the rap game, you ain't really nothing. You know what I mean? So, and then we got to stop. We got to let keep let go of the 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 prime time of rap that we had. Mm. You know what I mean? It was a it was. I used to be excited to go get a CD, bust that CD out, get the DVDs that came with the CDs and all type of shit. It was a whole experience. Rap is not like that no more. Even with the mixtape game, they scared to even drop mixtapes now because you can damn near take a artist mixtape verse and put it on your motherfucking album. So it's a lot of things that's disrupting the game. It's, it's like they're taking the rules away the same way they, equivalent to how football is turning into flag, rap is turning into something that's not originally what rap was meant to be. That's terrible. Like, I don't even see really no artist development no more either. It's like labels want you to come already like the superstar. Like, it used to be if you had talent, okay, we could break you and mold you into a superstar. But you you got the talent part down, we'll help you with the rest. Now they like, damn, this he Fuck talented, talent. but man, what his numbers look like? What his followers look like? What his streams look like? It's like, y'all the machine. That's gonna come with, with y'all. Backing him, like you know what I'm saying, or backing her, but no one gives a fuck about the talent, and that's why I feel everybody's trying to become a personality, like you said, because they're trying to get the followers, they're trying to get the streams, they're trying to get the clicks, they're trying to get the likes. Nobody give a fuck about the bars. Nobody give a fuck about the metaphors, the the storytelling, the storyline. Like nothing matters other than the clicks. Like the average, I think. Uh, the average retention span on a reel is like five to 10 seconds. And that's like on a 60 second reel. Like person's clicking, five to 10 seconds, they scrolling already. So if you ain't catch their attention in five or 10 seconds, which is the only, how, how is the only way to do that now? Show some ass in the first five or 10 seconds, somebody getting shot the fuck up the first five or 10 seconds, or fight the first five or 10 seconds. So if it ain't none of that going on, people is usually scrolling just right off your shit. So. People see that and they go, well, damn, this is bringing in the money. Fuck it, we finna do that. Yeah, I ain't finna put my life into this craft and then you just scrolling off my shit in five seconds. But the rap game is fucked up, man. It's, <laughs> you got the critics complaining over here, but then nobody's supporting the artists over here. So it's like, what the fuck you want the artists to do? Because I still feel for the artists, they gotta, they gotta feed their family. They ain't getting money off touring and shit like that no more. The label's eating all that shit up. I think the I think the artists also, like he said, they seeing certain things like I gotta be this way to get on. Even I gotta put these chains on, I gotta do this, I gotta act like this, I gotta be a fool, and that's what's gonna get me cracking. Like, you know what I mean? So And I think I think originally, like, you know, rappers, they just lived their life and they got on, they got money, and they they was looked at by everybody as damn, these niggas is cool, right? So I think now people care more about the lifestyle as well, where it's like, they don't even care about the music. They just looked up to niggas' lifestyle the whole time, really just rocked with the beats, maybe didn't really listen to what a lot of people were saying. And so now we're at a situation, and I don't want to blame past rappers because like I said, I feel like they were being themselves, you know, and people just followed what they saw. But now people are so fixated on the, on the, the lifestyle of it, the chains, the cars, the clothes, the women, the, the the maybe the drugs whatever it is so I think now people are more so in it for that and that's where you have like you know people they have right now. See, but I think I think not to keep going so much on it, but a, a part of what you're saying, but like I said, social media wasn't as big for certain rappers coming up, so it could have been harder, but it could have been more less of a, a pressure on them and being able to talk about their lifestyle. Every rapper didn't start off rich, as they, I mean, they might act like it, but. Every rapper think he get out there and put a video out now, he gotta look like he rich, he gotta look like he this. He can't rap about being rapping about in the basement where he living with his mama or doing certain things to grind about his situation. They making it seem like, yeah, you own, I got this, I got that, you know what I mean? Versus rappers back then, they talked about their struggles. They talked about shit that they was going through, you know what I mean? And getting to those points of now they're here. So now I just look at it as people more so falsifying their lifestyle to make it look like something. That's why they're never popping. No, that's crazy you say that too, cause you know, we go back, I go back to like Chief Keith, right? It was 50 niggas in an apartment, feel me guns. Like- Them niggas shooting a video in the living room. Yeah, like it was very yeah. just low budget and niggas loved that shit, we ate it up, you know? And then um, I feel like we started to mass produce that. Then we got away from it where like you said, now it's like, if you don't got a Rolls Royce in the video, three girls twerking around it, whatever, hella chains on, people are like, I don't even wanna listen to you. 
Yeah, but yeah, but Chief Keith, when he did it, it was organic. It was Nobody organic, was doing exactly, it. Exactly, yeah. So it was like the first thing to hit the scene is like 50 when he came out and they was running around with the bulletproof vests on and shit. Niggas like, damn, we ain't never seen this. They was the first ones to hit the scene. Mm. When Death Row came out and you know what I'm saying? NWA came out. Like everybody came out. They was the first ones to start the wave. Now it's just microwave, cookie cutter, rinse, repeat. It ain't no new wave. All these niggas doing the same thing. All these niggas is Draco clones now. They all rapping like fucking Draco now. They all barely pronouncing their words. Like, okay, when Draco did it, he made it hot. All you niggas doing it, that shit sound trash. Like, switch that shit up. But the rap game is fucked up, man. We, we got to figure this shit out. Or these, these fucking, what they call them, industry plants is going to take this shit over. <laughs> that's, that's really, and that's what you see now, really, yeah. That, that's all you see in the mainstream, these, these fucking industry plants. But that shit crazy. But yeah, let, let's move along. What we got over here? Oh, I, I definitely want to get your insight on this. How you feel about this? I see this going crazy right now. And women pretending to be red pill for profit. <laughs> so you get women who are, who are now jump in the red pill lane, regurgitate everything men have been saying for years. And then everybody eats it up. The men eat it up because it's like, oh, yeah, we finally got one that understands us. Yeah. The women eat it up like, oh, yeah, sis, you spitting. Like, I have, I have a gang of females just sending me clip after clip after clip. And it's like, hold on. We done said this on the podcast. Or, hold on. Kevin Samuelson said this on the podcast. Like, this is shit I've been posting about for years that y'all call me misogynistic about. Mm -hmm. But because a female said it, now it's the gospel. And then once the female get on, I ain't even going to say old girl name. You're talking about. But uh, it come to find out, she don't believe none of this shit. Mm -hmm. Like, how you feel about this? I think, I think again, it speaks to how you know women are able to do certain things and move a certain way, and it's not looked at the same way as us. Like, of course, I think women are gonna digest it better when they hear a woman telling them it. And you got a lot of women too that's like, oh, that's a pick me. But even that works in that girls and then women's favor because it's all publicity. Um, I think it's hard to see through if it's a fake or not until it gets exposed because again you don't have many women doing it but the ones you do they became so like popping and to me the, the specific girl if i feel like we're talking about the same girl where you could start to see that it's for profit is when some of the shit she's saying is just so outlandish that niggas not even saying it it's like <laughs> niggas ain't even saying this shit like you sound like you sound really dumb you get what i'm saying right so i think when they regurgitate it it doesn't sound the same it doesn't sound as smart because they don't really believe that shit. You like know what I, I mean? Yeah, like I seen one. I don't even know her name, so I couldn't say it if, if I wanted to. Mm. But she was real popular in the black community. So she was always, you know, saying the same type of shit. Mm -hmm. And then like, so I think sometime last week, she came out the blue with a thirst trap. Basically, the exact same thing she been preaching against this whole time. And I'm reading the comments. They going in on her. Bitch, I knew you was one of them. Yeah. <laughs> you you done finessed us and dudes in there mad as a motherfucker. But she done already got the bag already. Mm -hmm. She done already pulled the wool over your eyes already. And it's just like, it's just so fucking easy, which is why I always commend men who build their platforms up because we got to go against the hate. We got to go against all odds to reach a certain level. A woman, she could just come say everything we saying now and it just pop. You different. It, like, oh, it, it you, just crack. You not hating on the women, but... Specifically, the ones that's in the red pill lane, and then you they go interview their friends and their families. Like, oh no, she was never like that. Yep. She don't believe none of that shit. She's saying that for the views, and it's like, fuck. You know what I'm saying? How you feel about it? Man, I'm starting to get to a point where it's like, I gotta remind myself to look at all this shit that's on there as entertainment, even though I know we come from a real reality where not being authentic or not being a certain way is detrimental to your health and to your life. So it's hard to to fathom that people really get on these platforms and just fake every single thing that they do. A lot of things is coerced. A lot of things is created just for that shock value or whatever the case is. So now it's, you just start to question what's really real. And it's not to the point where I'm not mad at them. It's just you got to learn to dissect what you believe and what you don't believe and really do your homework on people that's giving you all this information. Because a lot of things is misleading. That's what the world we live in from America to everything damn near you see on TV is fake as hell. You know what I mean? So that's a fact. And you you even got you even have and I talked about this on my Twitter and shit like a lot of the gurus like and I'm going to go back to the men, right? Like a lot of the men gurus that a lot of niggas follow, right? Uh these niggas in a the club every night. These niggas got 
40, 40, 40 bitches with him. They talking about, uh, you know what I mean, abstain from sex. These bitches, you, you see the same niggas in the club with 40 women. You feel me? The same niggas smoking weed and drinking alcohol and being drunk and not working out and eating bad food. And so you really do have to look into who you're following because it's 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 crazy because it's two different worlds. And like once they do whatever they do on the camera and they turn it off, that's one world and, and then they go into the real world, what it is. And if you don't know that person, it's not like they got somebody following them around 24-7 where you're going to know. So there's a lot of shit that goes on behind closed doors. And I mean, you're never really going to know who you're looking up to, if they're the truth or not, until until it comes out. Man, start fact-checking some of these fucking people, man. Y'all be following these people like they're the next fucking Christ. <laughs> and then come to find out, they, they say themselves. You know what I'm saying? Start fact-checking who you're following. Because social media has created a culture where everybody's dying to follow someone or some type of following. So whenever some somebody pops up in the limelight, they got the light, they, they got their five, 15 minutes of fame, boom, the whole world arrested their shit. Then once they get decapitated and removed from the limelight, everybody's looking to go to the next wave of what's hot. So you gotta be careful with that because it's a lot of false prophets. Like you mm -hmm. said, they out there telling you, hey man, don't smoke and do this. And these motherfuckers doing crystal meth or mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, Show sexual discipline. They got six baby mamas and yeah. 13 kids. So just be careful who you're following, man. Because <laughs> this whole world is fucking plastic, man. It's hard to find the real these days. It, it is. But then it goes back to like what's really real nowadays mm. of what, what we so-called real. Because everything is down there in illusion. When when you're looking into things, it's like, I don't knock too too many people. But like you said, if they, if they say they own this type of lifestyle on certain things, then yeah, you should be skeptical about anybody. You should, you should be. But I don't knock people from certain parts of their life to where they might not be practicing that now. You know what I'm saying? So just look into it and, and like I said, gather information. Even if the information is right, you still can apply it. You ain't got to knock the person that's, that's giving it out if it's still the truth. And I'm going to say, that's my last thing on it. The, the, the content creators I, I dislike the most are the ones that are heavily Christian or heavily Muslim. Because... When you read those books, when you read the Holy Bible, when you read the Quran, people, the way people interpret it is completely different than what the book says. So when you have people that are heavily Muslim or heavily Christian, they'll interpret it and spew it however they want. But those books have very exact rules and very exact consequences for the rules that you break. So when you go out here and you pretend to be a Muslim and you pretend to be a Christian, but then you're doing things that are, are not godly, it's, it's really fucked up and it puts a stain on the Muslims and the Christians that are, I feel like, following the book to a T. So I just I just wanted to throw that out there because we have a, a a new surgence of like Muslim content creators. I don't know if y'all see them. I see them that go to Mecca, do all these different things. But like I said, those would be the same niggas with the OnlyFans chicks, the same niggas with the bottles, same niggas with the weed. So it's like that shit makes the religion look bad. You, you might as well just not even put the religion in it. But it's it's a thing where it's like they want to be Muslim or they want to be heavily Christian because it sets them apart. So it's like exactly what can we find to, you know what I mean, set us apart and exalt us to the top faster than everybody else? The religion. And I just think when you start playing with shit like that, not everybody's religious, not everybody believes in it. Cool, I'm not the most religious person, but I understand the strictness, you know what I mean, the passion people have with it and the belief they have in it. So if you're going to go out there and do that, you need to follow it by a T. And if you're not, Man, stay off of it. Yeah, I think Andrew Tate kind of started that wave mm -hmm. a little bit. Not saying he's not exactly. a yeah, real yeah. Muslim, but I noticed a lot of other people converting after he did. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? After he made it kind of popular with the whole haram, and I just started seeing like, like everywhere. Like, you yeah. can see content creator after content creator. You can creator, say, wallahi, all, all this yeah, shit. Like, yeah. All of a sudden, they yeah. Muslim, and it's yeah. like, nigga, you got a cross on your neck. That's the fuck <laughs> you talking about? Like, that type shit. So... It's a lot of false prophets, man. Watch who you following. This is another topic I wanted to touch on, though. I'm a big comedy fan. I One of my pastimes is going to comedy shows, but with this whole cancel culture, it seems like the comedy game is kind of dwindling down to where you don't even have real stand-up comics no more. You got Instagram comedians who do skits converting to be comics now. So it seems like the professionalism of, of comedy has gone down due to cancel culture. Now, pre-cancel culture, you had comedians who used to give game about real life shit that was mm. going on, politics, family, just real life shit that was going on. You had you had people like um, like uh, uh, 
what the fuck is his name? The the white guy. Who you got? George Carlin. Okay. George Carlin. You had Paul Mooney. Like people who would say shit. Funny as like, hell. Funny as hell, but made you think at yeah. the same time, but was speaking truth at the same time. I think the closest we got to that today is Dave Chappelle and Cat Williams. Now they kind of shut Cat Williams down. I really don't hear him jumping outside the lines too much anymore. But Dave Chappelle, he still pushed the limit. But besides that, it's like, ain't nobody saying shit. Because yeah. everybody's afraid to get canceled. Like, I just think, like, damn, imagine Bernie Mac trying to do right now. His, right now. Like, just imagine that. Like, how you feel about that? I think it's a fact. Um, there's a there's a comedian. And I want to, first, I'm going to touch on, the, like, how you said about the, the Instagram comedians. Because now what's going on is you have one or two TikToks of these, of these comedians going viral, right? They get a Netflix special. Then you watch the whole special. You're like, man, this shit is not funny. Shit trash. Not funny. You, you niggas are getting paydays off of two clips. That's where we're at right now. So I think comedians aren't even able to work on their game um, as much. And they definitely can't handle no hecklers because, like I said, they're so used to the one, two clips going viral or whatever that when they finally get, you know, on center stage and front stage, they're not able to handle the pressure. When it comes to cancel culture, I mean... The comedians, y'all have to do a better job at standing y'all ground, really. Because you got people like Dave Chappelle, who he say whatever the fuck he want. He don't give a fuck, right? George Lopez, he say whatever the fuck. He don't give a fuck. You got people who, Bill Burr, say whoever they, whatever the fuck they want. They don't care. Um, Shane Gillis, a, a bunch of people, right? Um, we need comedians to understand that more today that this is an art form. And don't let the media take it away from you. So if you're going to go up there and be a comedian, then be a comedian. At the end of the day, anybody getting offended can't take a joke. They shouldn't be there. You know what I mean? Y'all have to be able to um, have enough willpower to say, I might lose some fans because they're too sensitive. But those are not the people for me. They shouldn't be watching my content then. And I think the more we, the more the comedians do that, it's almost like, you know, a kid. Like, you could cry, you could kick, you could scream, you could do whatever. I'm going to keep doing this shit. So eventually, it's going to be like that doesn't have as much weight on how these comedians... Um, you know, run their shows. Yeah, I feel like comedy was the last thing we had in entertainment that was no host barred. When they try to censor the music, when they try to censor the movies, it's like, all right, we got comedy. Yeah. This is comedy. You can say whatever the fuck you want. It's a joke. Even though it's a lot of truth in these jokes. Because the best comedians to me is the <laughs> ones who can put real life situations or break down something like politics, like, like the... Uh, Damn, I can't even say it. The C word where we had the big shutdown. Mm -hmm. And they put it in a comedy, but they put it in a way that is funny, but it, it's thought-provoking. To where it's like, when they telling the joke, you're like, damn, where he going with this? You don't know where the punchline is going. And when he get there, you're like, damn, that was genius. Like Dave Chappelle is a genius at doing that, which is why he's so, he's so big. But now, everybody, I feel like, they follow the same trends. It's almost turning into the music game. It's like, like you said, they come from Instagram, and then all the jokes is just sex-related. Just let's just overly sexualize the women in the audience, and then tell a bunch of stereotypical jokes about black people, and bam, that's the skit. Like that's it. Nobody's pushing the envelope anymore. Nobody's trying to jump out there on the ledge. Like fuck it, I'm putting my career on the line for this shit. It's it's becoming too cookie cutter to me. How you feel about it, Masai? You fuck with the comedy shit? Yeah, I fuck with the comedy. I, at the end of the day, it's freedom of speech. You can't say what you want. I just think Dave Chappelle and certain people are sharp enough to articulate what they want. I don't think he speaks the way he always want to speak. He's speaking in a way that people can understand and still try to make a, a, a comedy special for people without basically deteriorating his audience. You're not getting the same Dave Chappelle you got from the Chappelle show that you're getting now. He can't never talk like he used to talk <laughs> back then to now. So I think that's the, that's the difference in these comedians. Now these niggas even looking at it like, I'm not even going to jump in comedy if I can't talk reckless how I want to. Like you said, Bernie Mac, even from Steve Harvey to all them back then, the kings of comedy, was talking crazy. Yeah, so you can't even do none of that. So it's like, what's the point of even me trying to get a bag in that when they making it too hard to even to even get me in that position to do that? So I just think the comedy shit is dying off because of that. You don't have no more comic view. You don't have none of that, man. None of that stuff no more. So I grew up on comic view, man. I'm just thinking like, damn, imagine comic view in 2023. Like... They'll damn near cancel out half that show. You can't even talk about the shit they was talking about. Especially with the whole Me Too movement mm -hmm. and the LGBT. That, that's half the comedy right there yeah. gone that you can't even make a joke about. And I think, too, it's like, why in all industries are we letting, letting a small percentage of people dictate the type of content we make? Like, 
And I'm saying across all spectrums, be black, white, LGBTQ, whatever. Somebody makes a joke about your race, you're offended. Now you want to say that, you know, how you feel about it is how your whole race feels about it or your whole gender feels about it. But it's really a smaller percentage. So that's where we're at right now. We're letting a small percentage of people across all spectrums dictate the masses. It's, it's, I don't think it's just that, but we always say people entitled to their opinions until somebody get their opinion, then they get ridiculed for giving their opinion. <laughs> so it's like a lot of things is just not, not what it's supposed to be. If these platforms are the only way to get our voice out there and you can't say certain things without them throwing you off the platform, then that's where the control comes from. It's not that we allowing it, but it's like, what you gonna do unless you go, unless you got enough brains to make your own platform where you accept mm. certain things. So at the end of the day, anything you put on, is gonna have a certain thing where they hit you at. You can't say that. Can't even write certain comments without them. <laughs> man, ripping. oh my! Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I use certain words like, "Man, what they talking about?" Yeah, you warning. sure you want? Yeah, 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 like this been flagged already before yeah. for something similar. Like, yeah. like, what you talking about? You know, oh. I don't even want to say nothing no more. On Instagram's Instagram, a safe place. Yeah, that that's like crazy, that. nigga. Like, you yeah. sure you want to say this? It's been flagged yeah. before, bitch. I wrote it. Yes, yeah. I want to say it. The <laughs> fuck you mean? Yeah. That shit crazy. But yeah, we gotta cancel cancel culture, man. Because at the end of the day, anything anybody says can offend somebody. You cannot appease everybody. And this is the thing. You don't have to watch it. You don't have to listen. It's something for everybody. You don't like what the fuck's being said, scroll. You don't like what's being said on, on, at the comedy special, don't go. Or fucking leave. I think it's deeper than that, You know what I'm that, saying? It's, it's really that easy. I think it's deeper than that because it's, it's, it's to the point where if we allow anybody, if they allow anybody to say anything, then we're disrupting the program of the mm -hmm. Matrix. You know what I mean? We're going to start letting people get too far off on speaking too much deep shit, speaking too much real shit. So it might be just like, yeah, we're going to use the bullying and all this other shit, but we know the real agenda because we're going to keep programming y'all ass. And if, if we start to lie, y'all say anything y'all want, y'all going to disrupt the way we trying to keep y'all focused. What the fuck is cyberbullying? What is yeah, cyberbullying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's crazy. It's like, it's Gen Z's fault really for that. Because, <laughs> because when it first started, niggas was literally saying like, yo, just turn the computer off. Nigga, do this. Yeah, yeah. Just oh, shut damn, the shit what do you say? <laughs> Shut the shit off. Bullying over. <laughs> but this came to a place where I think we've had some cases where people have ended their life. People have retaliated in certain ways and it's it's instilled that fear and it's made consequences where now if you do cyber bully somebody and they do something, you could get charged for that shit. So they've made it laws where it's like it's going to affect people. And, and I think it, it has to do obviously with Gen Z because, you know, at first it was sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Right. I think that's changed, you know, from even when I was a kid, because I'm a part of Gen Z. When I was a kid, niggas was still saying whatever. Nigga, fuck your mama, whatever. Like, it didn't matter. Now you say some shit like that, it's a wrap. You get what I'm saying? You might get sent home from school. Now, when we was kids, nigga, that's the thing. These shit kids ain't funny. got no, no, no tough skin. Nothing. They they making them weaker by the day. You was getting roasted at school. <laughs> you better get yeah, your yeah, jokes yeah, up, yeah, nigga. Yeah, you got a whole group of people just in a circle shooting on yeah. each other to where it's bad for people like where you have to get your shit right. You mm -hmm. either have to come to school fresh as you can, <laughs> or you have to, like you said, get your jokes up and get your shit together. But you didn't take it personal. It happened in that moment and you left it alone. Some niggas did take it personal and want to squabble. But, but even then, it was it was, it was, it was, but over it was a with. dead situation yeah, yeah. after that. Yeah. So it it is what it is. The world is just in a in a fucked up space right now. But but to these social medias and specifically TikTok, y'all gotta chill with this allowing people to flag shit for bullying or harassment or whatever without doing the due diligence of figuring out what's really going on. Every time I go live with that motherfucker, I get flagged and it it partially be for shit other people said that they might have came on there and said a word Crazy. that's banned from from that 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 platform. But then they'll ban your shit for it because they said it. They can lie and say you said something. No, nah, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah. if you on there saying some shit they don't agree with, they'll be like, oh, you bullying, mm -hmm. you cyber bullying, or, or, or you uh, harassing, or you using hate speech. That, that's what they like to use, hate speech. Mm -hmm. oh, oh, he said he don't like uh, heavy set women, hate speech. Now your shit banned for a week. <laughs> so y'all gotta, gotta fix that shit, man. Like he said, sticks and fucking stones. You don't like what's being said? Click off the live. Stop reporting motherfucking shit. That shit is crazy to me. TikTok crazy too, cause it's like even with the with, with your posts, like you say something, it get taken down. By the time you appeal it and it get put back up, it's the, the traction is gone. Traction gone. They getting shit from it, so exactly. they know what they doing. Exactly. But yeah, man. Cancel, cancel culture, man. What would you got for us, man? You got you got something for us? Let me know. Off the wall, real quick. How y'all feel about this? This is something I seen online. And I'm like, damn. 
I kind of had a similar feeling to this as far as wearing jerseys as a grown man. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he was on my ass the other day and I just thought about it like a couple years ago. I'm like, I ain't wearing no more jerseys. Like I'm really walking around with a grown man name across my back. Like another man's last name across my back. Yeah, don't say it. Sir. That's younger than Don't <laughs> say I was on your ass. I said, I'm the one who, who brought that up to him. Yeah. No, he said so. Clear. I don't know what he said, I but. I brought it up. And I brought it up before. Like we was talking one day. And I'm like, man, you ever think about that? Like you wearing somebody else's uniform. Repping a nigga, yeah. No, somebody else work uniform with their name on. That's like going to Wendy's and putting somebody's shit <laughs> They name on it. But it's not, I don't say nothing wrong with it, but it's just like, it do crazy if you really think about that. That's what you're doing. But I'm still represent, I represent teams. I represent the Eagles though. Yeah. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like I get you though, as far as you wearing a whole man name on your shit. And then like when you younger watching sports, you looking up, these niggas look old as hell, but then yeah. you get grown and you like, man. 21. 21. <laughs> so you 36 with a 21 year old last name across your back. In the stands getting drunk, yelling his name. Yeah. Like, just the optics is fucking crazy. I don't know. I can't do it no more. Like, I will wear team apparel, mm -hmm. Ram Nation. I wear all type of Ram shit, but walking around with Donald on my back or crazy. Cup on my back is crazy. <laughs> Even putting it on, I seen a dude like, what the fuck I look like having a son that got my last name, and I'm buying him a jersey of another man and putting his last name across his back. No, nigga, you, you a green. You wearing green across your back. Fuck you mean. No, that's a fact. I never really was the jersey type, you know, wearing type nigga anyway. But I will say that that's kind of how I've always kind of felt about it too. Like, I don't really want to, you know, rep nobody's shit like that on my back. Kind of like how you said, it's like going to Wendy's and wearing, you know what I mean, the the hat and a, and a shirt. Like, for what really? And on top of that too, the shit is, it, it, to get a real one, the shit is expensive. So it's like, you going to go buy, spend $100, $150 on a jersey like, and wear what? You gonna wear that motherfucker every Sunday. I'm gonna wear that motherfucker every Sunday if so. So it's like, I just, I just, yeah, I don't believe it. I think it's idol, it's idolizing. It's nothing wrong to admire other men and what they do, but to idolize when you start to get in that realm of it, that's when it gets dangerous. Cause you know what I mean. It kind of takes away from from you as a man and what you should be doing. You looking up to this nigga exactly like he yo. I wouldn't want to say niggas like they yo dad or something, but it's like you should never idolize no man to that point. To me, and I know niggas gonna kill us for this and say we kind of being too. Man, serious I don't give a fuck about niggas killing but, nothing. But I'm but I, I really feel that way. Like you should never idolize no man to that point where exactly you got his name on your back, you in the crowd, you, you feel me screaming his name and shit. Like you think they inspired or, or more just it's more so like they they stuck more idolized like you said. I think they idolize him because a lot of the niggas you see in the crowd is 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 can never do what these niggas do. You get what I'm saying? Like some of us maybe could would you know what I mean? If we went back in time and had the right upbringing, like. But these 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 fat niggas in the crowd jumping around and they could never do what they do. So and they be the they be the first ones to go heckle, screw you know what I mean, say some crazy shit to them. But then got their jersey on the back. So it's like, it's idolization, it's obsession, it's it's a lot of things I think that come with it. Um, and that, it, you know, so I want to ask y'all this: Is that different? How how different is that from going to somebody's show and? Representing and screaming at them on the stage. That's another thing. That's another thing. I don't do concerts. Yeah. That I, I, I take my kids because they want to have that experience and they yeah. still kids. But me personally, as a grown man, I'm not paying a ticket to go in a crowd, look up at a motherfucker and rap his song like, come on, cuz this is crazy. Yeah. I can watch your ass on YouTube, yeah. listen to your song or whatever. But I think the, the final straw for me was I went to. Rolling Loud. Mm. And I, I never been to a festival, ever, but that's all I hear. I, I work with a lot of white people and they love festivals. Yeah, they love them. So all I heard was festival, festival. All right, cool. Let me see what this Rolling Loud shit about. <laughs> it's a bunch of young motherfuckers on a lot of drugs. <laughs> a lot of drugs. Emphasis on a lot of drugs. And these niggas, it's like 30 stages. And every five minutes is a different artist performance. So these niggas high as fuck. They strolling off every pill, off every line, every, and they just running stage to stage, stage to stage. Clawing in the front. Stage yeah, yeah. to stage. Just, oh, I'm like. <laughs> oh, the people running stage. Dead homies, nigga. The yeah, yeah. first day. Mind you, this is like a three-day event. We got a hotel and everything. The first day. We left early, sold the wristbands, got on, said, I'm never going to a show again, ever in life. Nah, um, and that's a fact, because festivals are really big. Um, they really big now, but... I've been to a couple festivals when I was younger, and that's the same thing I said. Like, man, I can't do this shit. And then on top of that, you know, when you look at the demographic of who's going, I'm in the crowd rapping, and I turn around, I'm, it's, it's 60 white niggas. 
rapping like they from wherever and doing. I'm like, hold on, this shit don't even. This shit don't even look cool. Like, what am I sitting up here doing next to these niggas? You feel me, Timmy, Tommy, and Brad? Like, and they rapping and all this shit, and they don't even really like niggas. Got you feeling like a goofy. Yeah, you like, like, hold up, no, like I'm I'm up out of here. You feel me? So I feel that. Um, it ain't it ain't cool. I'm not finna pay my hard earned money to go see no other nigga because I look at it like I want to be on that level in whatever spectrum I'm at. You feel me? Niggas are my peers, not my, you feel me, not my, oh my God, I'm looking up to you type shit. So a lot of niggas don't have that mentality though. No, nah, that, that's for sure. We in a we in a nation of idolizers, celebrity idolizers. Everybody idolizes celebrities. So you gotta get out of these are just regular people. You gotta get out of that idolizing mindset. Yeah, they famous, yeah, they on TV, yeah, they rich, but they still regular ass people. You know what I'm saying? So bleed just like we do. <laughs> man, talk about it. Uh, what you have for us, man? Talk to me. Low key, I wanted to go on uh, Sexy Red if y'all wanted to touch on that. We kind of touched on rap earlier, um, but she just dropped a video. Um, she was in jail. She pregnant. She, you know, talking about fuck my baby daddy, free my baby daddy. <laughs> um, and I want to touch on it because I feel like this is the problem today with with women, right? Is Is they idolize all the wrong things. Like y'all are idolizing this woman who really, you know, has no sense, let's be honest. And this is why she's on. This is why she got put on, because she has no sense. Um, she out here doing hood ass shit, twerking on top of cars, and like I said, uh, saying she need a rough nigga that is from, you know, in and out of jail, and you know what I mean? What are you, what are you passing down to the younger women? Then you got men that's working hard, and again, they're not, I don't, because if you, I hate to, to do this too because I don't want to make it look like the nerdy niggas is the one you should be going for because to a certain degree, you want a nigga with some, uh, you know what I mean? Like you don't want no, no square ass nigga yeah, like at the end of the Three day. Sports and book smarts. But it's a lot of niggas that y'all are passing up to go for niggas like this that don't got no sense, no home training because your favorite rapper told you to and then you getting hurt by it. Meanwhile, you done passed up 40, 50 good picks. Not only that, your subconscious is being programmed to allow this type of treatment and to act this type of way without even realizing what you're being looked at as. So I think that's where we're at right now with young women is they're idolizing all the wrong shit and shit, she's at the forefront. Anybody promoting jail or prison is a fucking goofy to me. That's that's just the bottom line. Anybody promoting jail or prison is a fucking goofy to me and you probably never been. You probably never been in no real situation in your fucking life. Cause you ever been on the other side of that wall, on the other side of them bars, you know that shit ain't nothing to glorify. Yeah, everybody get out with their war stories and yeah, cause in there catching phase and nigga, we was busting down and that shit ain't cool. There ain't nothing cool about that. Ain't no ain't no pussy in there. It ain't nothing going on in there. There's a whole lot of testosterone in that motherfucker. It ain't shit going on in there. There's nothing to glorify. So the fact that I seen her video, the bitch in jail twerking and shit, I'm like, come on, cuz this there's nothing cool about this. Nothing cool about this. That's why I was so mad at the niggas who was streaming doing the jail stream. Bro, y'all making this shit look like it's cool. First of all, I know for a fact y'all niggas wouldn't last a week in this motherfucker. Mm. First of all. Second of all, I don't give a fuck if you did go talk to the youth or whatever, the, or whatever niggas <laughs> yeah, were saying. Yeah, yeah. Don't give a fuck. The fact that you made it look cool, it was that just out of line and out of pocket. There's other ways to bring awareness to jail. But I, I'm starting to notice that being a wave now is people using jail for clicks. And it's like, nigga, this shit is not cool at all. Is niggas in there really not never getting out? Is niggas in there really jumping off the top tier, hanging theyself? Niggas getting stabbed up, poked up. Is niggas going out backwards? These niggas going in, coming out gate, bro. It's crazy shit. Going crazy on. shit going on still to this day. It's nothing to glorify. But how you feel about it? Yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really see the video, so I ain't got really too much to say about her. At the end of the day, now it's getting to a point where I'm, I'm just getting tired of. Tired of everything, even speaking on that type of shit. It's like this is what's going on. It's like, like we said before, they getting pushed to be a certain way. And these women that resonate with that, all that's just revealing to us is just what type of women they are. So it's like see see shit for what it is, you know what I mean? And accept it and move around on it. Cause by us, we just giving it more energy regardless. I don't support it either. Like he said, like as far as jail and shit, like if you a motherfucker that really been in jail or really going through those struggles and hard times, you're not finna down there be promoting it. It's cool to speak on it as if that was part of your lifestyle. Like I went through this point in my life and that's a part of you and you shine a light and awareness to not be on that. But other than that, that shit, that shit not savvy. Cause if that's the case, go do, go do 
six months in that motherfucker. Even when they do the, them shows like 60 days in. Like, niggas be ready. Them niggas be looking, doing, yeah, that, doing the signals. But like, they still not even getting the full benefit. Now, like, they ain't getting because, the full thing. Because you got a chance to leave when you want to. Go in that motherfucker and can't leave. Uh, send these niggas mean? to LA County 60 yeah. days in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Send these niggas to the nah, county. Without, without, record them, but don't let them leave. <laughs> like, you can't get up out of here. Once you like, close the gate, you're done. Yeah, ain't no safety yeah, button. Yeah, let, yeah. let them go rack the bunks in the back for, you feel me, a couple fades and see how they feel about that shit. Nah, in the jail in the jail stream shit, like how you were saying, they that's a cop out. Oh, we we had people come in and we talked to them about jail. Look, man, y'all could say all y'all want about that. Y'all niggas had videos of y'all getting out talking about I'm fresh out, putting chains on, riding in the Rolls Royce with the window down. Like y'all niggas, at the end of the day, y'all know exactly what y'all was doing with that jail stream. Y'all didn't go in there to to make no no groundbreaking content about how you should avoid jail. Getting your favorite influencers inside of a jail cell to come in with McDonald's cheeseburgers and shit and doing whatever else they was doing, that in no way is showing people to stay out of jail. So the little conversation you had that was maybe 20, 30 minutes to an hour compared to the seven days of stream you had about jail, that that don't do enough for me personally. So that's a cop out. Y'all knew what you know backlash was coming with that. And that's why y'all did that little part anyway. So I didn't see you when you got out being like, man, you know, uh, this is a crazy experience. Don't go to, you know what I mean? Don't break the law, whatever. You got out, had your homeboys putting chains on you like you really did some time. This the thing, was happy though. about it. I done went to a lot of them, them, them programs when I was a kid. Like those taking you to the jail and having the prisoners talk to you. That shit in one ear out the other when you were a kid. They ain't giving a fuck about what they talking about. I'm looking at you like, shit, I'm smarter than you. I'm just <laughs> not finna get caught. When I got caught, nigga, I thought I wasn't gonna never get caught. So it, you, you damn near... Got to learn by experience, or you gotta you gotta catch the kids early. Yeah, I, I see it. But as far as the whole talking shit, you gotta either find somebody that's really from that life to talk about it, who the kids, the youth respects and looks like. Oh damn, he really like that. Like I know what he talking about. You're not just finna get any Tom, Dick, and Harry, any square off the street, and you finna come. Hey, stay out of jail, kids. Man, get your nerd ass on somewhere. <laughs> like that's really how motherfuckers is looking at you. If you didn't come from it, I don't want to hear nothing about it from you. So it's kind of, it's fucked up to say, but that's how that shit be going. And I know for a fact, because I done been in them programs. You know these motherfuckers can't really touch you. They yelling through the glass, oh, I'm going to kill you. Hey, all right, man, get your goofy <laughs> ass on somewhere. Like, I want to say I done been there. So I know how the, the mind of a kid is thinking. And it's, it's other ways to resonate with them. But I know when I was a kid and I'm seeing rappers and I'm thinking they really living this shit, I'm really going outside trying to live this shit. Then I grow up and find out, damn, a lot of these niggas was bitches. They never did none of this. But you was really doing it, thinking that this is a cool thing to do. I mean, it's easy to say that you ain't influenced, but man, you turn that music on, you was outside trying to do a lot of that shit. That's just how it go. But yeah, I, I just think at the end of the day, like I ain't really, I ain't really mad, but like you said, I just think niggas is waking up like, oh, what's the best video we can make go viral? What's the best, what's, how we can get another bag or doing whatever they doing, not even realizing the effect they having on people. Even if they do realize, they don't give a fuck. So it's like, it's it's like you always say, yin and yang. It just, if you got shit like that, we gotta put out other shit that's that's gonna support and, and send them the right way. Other than that, then the nigga just gonna have to just take it on the chin. Cause a lot of them niggas is young too. And a lot of that is like, damn, I'm running out of content. Fuck it, hey, cut, let's pretend like we in jail. Like, crazy, yeah, crazy. You thing feel me? Do, yeah. But but then you gotta look at it like, okay, a lot of these niggas didn't grow up. In them virus, they didn't see niggas going to jail. These niggas didn't go to jail. They don't got niggas in jail. Because if you did, you wouldn't be playing with that shit. So you got to look at it like that too. Because a lot of people that's from them type of backgrounds, that shit is funny to them. They don't get the severity of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they don't so, see niggas going to jail at 13, 14, getting juvenile life. They right. They see a lot of that type of shit. So they don't understand that shit. They never seen nigga. They never walked in a holding tank where it's 25 niggas and you the only nigga where you from. And these niggas all ops. And you still got to say where you from. Or get marked out. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. So, man, yin and yang, like he said, you just got to be the, the yang to the yin or the yin to the yang. You know what I'm saying? Y'all got any final words, though? Nah, man, I'm cool. I think, that was, I think that was a cool one right there. Yeah, you know, keep it short and sweet, you know. Man, make sure y'all share, like, subscribe to the channel. You know, follow, follow my boy on Instagram where they can find you at. Man, tap in with me, disorderly conduct. You already know. Y'all be seeing me. Follow, follow the bro on Instagram where they can find you at, man. <laughs> nah, man, the great LS50. That's DA. But we're going to keep leading the way. We're going to keep giving y'all that shit, man.
He gonna have another name in about a week. <laughs> Change his motherfucking name every fucking week. Like, goddamn, nigga, pick a name and leave it. Fuck. You an you influencer now, nigga. They gotta know where to find your ass. But yeah, follow me, man. Mr. Viral himself. You already know what the fuck going on. Follow the, the podcast page at the Viral Way underscore podcast. Share, like, subscribe to the channel. Run us up. We coming. The Viral Way. Ain't no handouts. I did it from the ground up. In the streets, dug it hardest where they found us. Got a problem, nigga. Watch my troopers mount up. My bitches bang too. And you a lame, though. You niggas ain't outside. Yeah, we came through. You want your lights up? We put you on the